With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open. Don't speak with your mouth full. Keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier. And it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Now radio check. Now radio check for order. And power is to go. 50,000 watts. Oh, that sound is beautiful. Right. This is Bradley J on that control. We're listening at dawn. And our radios are tuned to 1030. In our cars, it's locked on WBZ. Oh, who are you reading? Affirmative, I read you. What are you talking about? This conversation can serve purpose. WBZ, you are Jay talking. We're live. That's right, live, midnight to five, for real. Anything happens, we're on it, news-wise. And, of course, it's you can interact with me directly, for real, real time. That's what live radio is is and it's pretty rare and here it is on wbz andrew is working the wheel he's the master control operator tonight the number six one seven two five four ten thirty you probably know that but i'll give it out a number of times we're gonna i don't really have a category for this so i'll just get into the story i was uh down in brookline village actually no uh brookline coolidge corner, coolidge corner. and I went, I went into Village Vinyl. It's a store that sells vinyl. And that's what they sell. That's pretty much all they sell. They moved to a bigger location from uh, Brookline Village. And I thought, wow, this is bold. And I really like vinyl. And I really like their entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit. And I want to see them succeed. So I thought, how can I help these guys succeed? Of course, I can p- just plug them on the radio, which is okay. But... I wanted another angle, so I'm looking around, and oh, I see these photos on the wall, really good photos. And I asked him, who does these photos? Who did these photos? And he said, J.J. Gonson. I said, oh, okay, there it is. There's the link. Now, J.J. Gonson, a wonderful photographer, among other things, and uh, has been, I guess, prior, so I knew she was good on the radio, so that, that made all the sense in the world. I talked to Sharon, uh, Karen, who was the booker of the program and she reached out to JJ and so JJ's back and she's with us now in the studio. Hello JJ. Hi. How are you? Thanks for coming all the way to Medford. Well thank you for having me. It's not really all the way. It's right here. It really is right here. And so JJ is photographer and owner of Once Club in Somerville, the uh, a club that is all the rage <laughs> and owner of Cuisine and locale, did I say it right? You totally did. Okay, I'm not supposed to have some sort of accent. No, no, no. Locale. Good. Okay, good. So you're here to 
talk about you and to talk about Village Vinyl, really. We'll start off with the Village Vinyl thing. You you like those guys and you have those people and you have this relationship so that you got the, did a show of your photos. So I do. For, talk about how you came to know them and what you're... You know, what's your relationship like? It, it was just really, it was a lot of luck. Um, my friend Carmen was helping with the move and the redecoration. She did an amazing job. The store just looks so, so it good. It does. Doesn't it? It's just, it's so good. And um, she was working with Jonathan to get the store open, and she got in touch with me. She knew my work. She got in touch with me. We've known each other forever and asked me if I could provide some art to put on the walls there and it worked out really well because I actually had a show that had come down from somewhere else so the show that's up there is a combination actually of two shows that had come down from other places now you don't do digital photography correct I don't see I remember that you got me excited I don't about I old film old school film camera yeah. then I realized you know I actually started looking around and talking to people and then I realized it's another thing another thing with a bunch of expenses and I need to focus my things. I have other things. I can't have endless things. So I did not go that way. But I get it. And I was excited. If I needed a thing, that would certainly be it. And, you know, it's stupidly expensive. It is stupidly expensive? Stupidly expensive. It was always expensive. But now it's more expensive because you can't do it yourself anymore because there's nowhere to go to, to print, to develop films. So you have to have it all done by labs. And it's really, really expensive. The film is expensive. Yes, the film's expensive, and you really have to know what you're doing. You can't just wildly snap shots and no. take the best of the one million you took. You have to actually see it. No, you have 36 chances, and that's it. Yeah, and well, you, and you don't want to just throw 35 away because that's expensive. By the exactly. way, how much is it these days? A roll of film, depending on whether it's black and white or color, it's about $7 for a roll of film, and then it's another probably $20 to process it. Is black and white more expensive? Yeah. Because of the silver oxide or whatever? I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's more beautiful, though. I agree. And it's timeless because colors date something. Oh, look at those 80s colors. That's interesting. Yeah. Whereas that's black a, and white seems to last forever. That's a really good observation. And sometimes I, I'm, I feel like I take some good pictures better than your average bear, not as good as you. Every once in a while, I, I really feel like I have maybe 20 that are spectacular. And I yeah. thought, I, I should have a show of those 20. But then it's something you know, frame, framing them and getting them set up for show is no small thing. It's, it's expensive as well, correct? I used frames from Michael's. Okay. They're so, actually not that expensive. So just get 8 by 10s you just steal 8 by 10s period? Most of my work is 11 by 14, but still, 14. I mean, it's just, they're... It, the frame is actually, I mean, it's expensive if you have to buy like 20 of them, but I use them over and over again. So When I sell work, I don't sell it framed. You don't? So no. you can use the frame again? Because they the want to have their own frame. Yeah, because my frames are cheap Michael's frames. You don't want to keep them on you the You say wall. that on the photo? On cheap Michael? Cheap Michael frame <laughs> not included. Yeah. All right. Now, where is Village Vinyl? Because I want to make sure they get the full... Coolidge Corner. I want them to succeed because I like. I don't know the guy. I just want to see a new business that's selling vinyl succeed. Totally, Coolidge Corner, right across the street from the from the movie theater there, the Coolidge. It's see, right in the middle of Coolidge Corner. And Jonathan is the guy that runs it. Yes, and he owner. must have a, a notion that vinyl is back enough 
to support something like this. And I, I, he must have a hefty rent over there in Coolidge Corner. So I would imagine. I wonder if he's all ner- nervous about making this thing go. I don't know. I think it's doing pretty well. I think it's been. It's. I, I think they've got great walk by. Good. You know, a lot of people in that neighborhood, and from what I can, from what I've heard, from what I've seen when I've been there, seems like it's getting a lot of attention. It's right in the first or second block as you walk from Coolidge Corner out towards Harvard down Harvard Ave, on the right. Right. Yes. What else is there? There's the Boston General it's, Store. Yeah, it's next door to a J.P. Licks. There's a European wax place. Is there? There's a really good Russian restaurant on the corner. Russian? I don't know. Down on the corner. I have to check that out. Okay, but you get the general idea, and it's idea, and it's Village Vinyl. And I went in there to uh, check it out and say hi, and I was impressed by. The prices look good, and the all the the albums have this beautiful thick. I don't know how many mil plastic sheath in them to just make them each look like a work of art. You put a, if you put a regular old album in a high grade plastic cover, what do you call it? Sleeve. Sleeve. <laughs> Something like that. Plastic <laughs> sleeve. It just makes it look better, and you think, "Whoa, this is nice." It I, does. I always it had. Does. I tried to keep. I never had that many albums, believe it or not. I'm not a real collector of anything, so it was easy for me to put it all in plastic, which I did. So there, you went in there and you put your photographs on the wall, and they're rock photographs. They are. So we're gonna hear some stories that are associated with these rock photographs taken by J.J. Gonson. We'll also talk about her club once, and some fun things she does with uh, catering, and weddings and all that. Yeah. Very interesting life. And these photos will include photos of. Kurt Kane, Kurt Cobain, a Sonic Youth, Youth Brigade, and Motorhead, Chains Addiction, and more. And J.J. Gonson, photographer and club owner, she's got some photos up in there, so we're going to talk about the two things. If you'd like to share, what do you like about vinyl? People say it's warm. There's more to it than that. Please let me know what you like about vinyl. And... For that matter, what you like about old school non digital photography? Two kind of go hand in hand. Now we have JJ Gonson, the photographer in here, who has photographs on the wall of Village Vinyl at 307 Harvard Ave. So let's go through some of these photographs, JJ, and talk about how they came to be. I guess we'll start at the top of the list only because it's at the top of the list. That's the only reason. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. It's a particular photo of Kurt Cobain, a very fresh faced, Kind of optimistic-looking dude, I and mean, it must have been in the earlier days. Mm-hmm. Ta- you know, go right back to the 1988, very beginning of your your interaction that resulted in this photo. Sure, I um I was in college, and I was interested in taking pictures of bands because I had discovered that I could make money, not a lot of money, but enough money to make it worthwhile taking pictures for local newspapers and fanzines. Who's your first paid photo of? I don't know. You don't remember? I don't remember. I thought that would be a red letter day. You would think, you know, I'm really bad at anniversaries and things. I don't remember those kinds of things. Okay. I'm really bad about that. Who were some of the first? Um, So the first bands that I took pictures of were hardcore punk bands like Black Flag and The Descendants and MIA and bands like that because I was shooting for a fanzine called Triple X, 
and um, Suburban Voice was another fanzine I shot for, and they wanted hardcore bands. And so I would go on assignment to shoot for them. But um, I had more personally, I was more interested in kind of the young touring rock bands, which now we call grunge bands, but back then they were, you know, sort of the newer rock bands. And, um, and I had made friends with some of them, and I got a call from a friend of mine in Seattle, and he said that he had friends who were on tour, and they were going to be coming through Boston, and they didn't have a place to stay, and could I put them up, which was pretty normal for touring bands. They still do. I mean, I have, I have employees now who still put up bands when they come through on That's tour. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, and then they get up in the morning, and you make them breakfast. <laughs> and take know. a picture. So and you maybe you say, take a picture. Yeah. yeah. I had so, friends that did that with REM. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. it was really similar. So they called me and they said, we have these friends coming through. And I went to see them. And there was like 11 people there. And it was at Green Street Station in Jamaica Plain. And okay. um, we brought them back home with us to Watertown. And they stayed Who's with we? us. My boyfriend and I, Sluggo. Sluggo and I brought them back. And they slept on our floor in Watertown. 11 people? At the show? Oh, in your house? No, no, no. Just Nirvana. So that was four people. Okay. At the time. What were they like? They were. I said, they you were. You know, sweet. cliche question, but I want to know. They were sweet guys. They were unjaded. Yeah, I mean, they were really young. Excited to be succeeding. They weren't succeeding yet. They, they had. They didn't they were even have a record out yet. Okay, they weren't being beaten down by they the were, record company yet. They were very excited to be on tour. They were really jazzed about being on tour and about playing. And they had great energy, and they were really sweet. They were they were very polite, quiet, and polite, mm -hmm. super polite. Now this is pre um, Nancy Sponge. <laughs> this is pre what's her name? Courtney Love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is pre David is, Grohl. So is this Mary Lou Lord time? No, before that. Wow. Yeah, this is before um, pre Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. Chad Channing was still the drummer. They didn't have. Um, I don't think that. That their that their record had even come out yet. They had Blue, which was a single or a um, you know wow. EP. They played Green Street Station. They played Green Street Station to a handful of people. And you were one of them. And I was one of them. Do you know any other names of people who were there? Because I want to know all the names. So when people tell you me would think that, that they were there, I'll I'll know whether they're be lying. Like you're or lying, right? No, because I don't remember things from you. You don't remember don't dates remember or people. I don't remember dates. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I have an awful memory. Okay. You can ask Sluggo, he'll tell you. I have an awful memory. He was there. Okay, and now... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now set up the photo. Talk talk about what, how the photo. So the photo that there are two photos. The context of the photo. There are two photos. That's how I met them. But there are two photos that are up in this show. One of them is actually from Man Ray. Remember Man Ray? Oh, yeah. In Central Square. Tiny little. A, a gem. It was a treasure. A, it was a gem. It was a gem down near where TT's used to be. Yeah. Um, so one of the photos that's there is actually from Man Ray, and it's a photo 
of Kurt's legs sticking out of the crowd and his guitar sticking out of the crowd because he had jumped backwards into the audience. And what I really like about this photo is actually that you can see the guy who's like under his legs is sort of protecting his head and you can tell that he's just gotten jumped on. And it's got a lot of a lot of activity to right. it. Like you can really see it's one the of those frozen motion kind of photos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just will share with you that I was never a pit person. I was never a crowd surfing person. I was not into that. No, I never, I never got that. I always, as a matter of fact, didn't. I despised it. I didn't want to have anything to do with that. Maybe it's because I have glasses. I don't know. know. Guys I'm, with glasses don't mosh very well. Don't don't crowd surf. I've never crowd surfed. I tend to stay away from the pit, but also I always had a camera in my hand, so I was always protecting oh, my yeah. camera. Stay away, camera. So I was always like, I used to do this thing where I would run through the crowd with my hand held up over, like my camera just over my head, just just to keep it safe. Surfer crowd, surfer view photos. Yeah, just don't kick my camera. So in the photo in the at, at uh, Village Vinyl at three hundred seven Harvard, it's a picture of Kurt in a car. How did how did that take place? You. you we were just exactly. I want to. I want to know the exact. Was this on the way to your house? It was the, the day after, before they went to the, the their transportation to the. I next. wish I could tell you. You forgot. I forgot. We were you driving need to write around. This down. I know. We were driving around. We were just hanging out, and we were driving around Cambridge, basically just sightseeing around Cambridge. I was actually driving, in that picture, um, in the in the van that they were on tour in, and Kurt has a cross. If you look at the picture he has a cross in his hand and he was holding the cross up in front of things and taking pictures of them oh. in some kind of like commentary about like how the you know how religion is tromping humanity or okay. something i don't know what his point was but he was holding up a cross and he was taking pictures of the cross in front of mcdonald's the cross in front of he took a picture of the cross in front of me um and so the picture in the picture he's holding a camera and a cross Okay, see that's important to know. When you see this photo, you'll you'll know what was going on, and it might be a good little thing to do for someone like uh, Dolly and uh, Quincy or anybody to come in on the tee. You can get to the you can get to this uh, village vinyl on a tee to see your photos easily. Okay, yeah. Next up, Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth was huge for me when I did college radio. Actually, still huge for me. I don't know if they ever did a bad song. Love them. There was Star Power was my big favorite 12-inch single, played it all the time at the college radio station. When we had him at one of our BCN raves, I was all so proud to introduce, I don't know if I introduced him or not, I was on, I was pretty close. That was great, I love him. Tell me about the photo. Um, well, the photo is actually a really early Sonic Youth photo, and it was taken at The Rat. The Rat did amazing shows in the mid-80s. They did a lot of hardcore shows and a lot of all-ages shows. And this is one of those um, early Sunday all-ages shows no at kidding. The Rat. Wow. And they were, they were amazing. Obviously, I was really lucky. I got to shoot them a few times in the late 80s. I shot them also at the Somerville Theater. Wow. But this was at The Rat. And it, it was, um, I mean, you can tell when you look at it, they look really young. <laughs> It's a. It's probably eighty-eight, maybe eighty-seven. Did you ever shoot at the channel? I must have. I did. I did. Well, shoot the channel at the lasted channel. till when? Ninety-one uh, or something. I was. So you... I left Boston before the channel closed. I left Boston in ninety. That was quite a place for me. Somehow, even though the Rat is more centrally located, I was drawn to the channel. Don't know why. It was in my my sphere. 
I worked there, and I. The what did band, you do there? I was a DJ for a while on Tuesday nights. They had New Music Night. It was a sponsored thing, so it didn't require that it have a big crowd because it was all paid for by some company. So there'd be nights when there were eight people, four bands, four local bands, four new bands, and I would DJ between it. It was a long, long night, like six hours. That is a big room. Yeah, it was a big, big empty room. Big, big room. And those of you who have been there, you know they had this cool, it was actually a disco dance floor that was lit from underneath. And they might even had a spinning ball, I don't know. But I, what I would do is play the songs that I like because it didn't matter. And I would go out and stand on the sound on the dance floor and just enjoy the songs I like. Turned up really loud. Then I got paid. Awesome. You know how that goes. And it was, it was some good bands too. And Nina Hagen came. I don't want to start a new photo until the break here. So we have about 60 minutes, <clears throat> 60 seconds before we continue. We're talking to, to J.J. Gonson about her photos and the stories behind them, which you can see at Village Vinyl at 307 Harvard F. You can see them for free. You don't even need to buy a record, I guess. But it'd be cool for you to go and just experience a vinyl store. Some of you, For some of you, it will be a totally new experience. And for some of you, it will be an organic and cool nostalgic experience. And I got to tell you, you can buy record players cheap. You Forget about sound quality, okay? Don't worry about stereo systems and that whole thing. You can buy a rec self-contained record player for like 89 bucks at Bed Bath & Beyond or on Amazon, and that will get you to the point where you can go into vinyl stores and you have a new hobby, okay? Something to think about. JJ, next we have Elliot, uh, Elliot Smith. Tell me about Elliot Smith, and you were more involved with Elliot Smith than just photo photographing. You managed their band and everything. I did. For years, Talk I worked all with about him it. for a long time. Um, I met Elliot and Neil from Heat Miser when I was a baker at a cafe in Portland, Oregon, and they would come in and hang out with the server there because they were friends and we were friends. And he introduced us, and um, I had a lot of experience in Boston managing bands. I wasn't working with anybody at the time, and they asked me if I would help them out, and I said yes, and it ended up being a four-year relationship um, through a lot of, I booked their tours, I booked their shows, I did their merchandise, and I went on tour with them and tour managed them and went all over the place with them. And um, I have two photos of them that or two photos related to him that are in this show. One of them is a is a portrait uh, band photo, like a pro, a promo photo, publicity photo yeah. of the band, and um, that's of Heat Miser, and it's um, it's one of my favorite pictures because I really love the attitude of it. Elliot has his hands up over his head and he's kind of making a duck face, and he's wearing this um, he's wearing half of a child's bear costume, and it's so it's kind of like short short waisted and sort of doesn't fit him because it's a child's piece but um so everybody's laughing at him like the the rest of the band is laughing at him and he's sort of making this funny pose and then the other picture isn't um isn't a photo of him or the band it's a photo of the guitar player from Heat Miser walking through a flea market with a friend of theirs and she's holding a cup of coffee and they're walking through a flea market together and it's a really innocuous photo um but elliot really liked it and he put it on the cover of his first record so it's any idea the, why he changed his name cover. 
what was he, Steve, Stephen, Stephen Paul from, from or something? Steve, yeah, exactly. And why did he just not like that? Or his, did Elliot say something that Stephen Paul didn't? His high school girlfriend said he looked like an Elliot. What does an Elliot look like? Apparently like him. But, you know. <laughs> but she's, So she said he didn't look like a Stephen. He looked like an Elliot, so he changed his name. What is an Elliot? A more con contemplative sort than Maybe, a Stephen? Or, or perhaps a little more uh, erudite. Maybe. Okay, so we want to have time to talk about your club and about your, I just think it's interesting what you do with the uh, the catering. Yeah. Because I'm very interested in entrepreneurship because I, I'm going to start preaching that to parents and saying, look, don't send your kid to college. It's too expensive. Ain't worth it. The way to do it is from square one, teach your kid to start his or her own business. So I'm always curious about how that works. So one more, one more photo, I guess, or the, the photo with the most interesting background story, I guess. Unless Jane's addiction, if they're all equal, then take Jane's addiction and Perry Farrell, because I think well, he's interesting. Well, so this Jane's addiction picture is just Perry Farrell on stage holding a bottle of wine, um, being Perry Farrell on stage with Jane's addiction. But the best experience I ever had with Jane's addiction was actually um, I was hired to do... Um, a shoot with them flying kites on Boston Common. And we spent a couple hours running around Boston Common trying to get these kites in the air. There was no wind. The kites wouldn't fly. The band was tired. You know, they'd played the night before. I was tired. We were running and running and running and running. And then the best photo that we ended up getting was actually of them all kind of sitting on the ground with this kite on the ground. You never know. You never know. I like... Jane's Addiction, because I like Perry Farrell. I just feel like he's extremely for real. And he's one of these people who does what he does because he can't help it, mm -hmm. as opposed to deciding, I'm going to be this because it looks cool. I feel like he couldn't do anything else. You know, he's a uh -huh. kind of a twisted up soul. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Well, he's a musical entrepreneur. Yeah. And you got Motorhead, you got Lemmy there. Yeah. We didn't talk about him yet, I hope. No. Okay, good. Did we? Cuz no, because I, <laughs> I'm the one who can't remember right, anything. Right. So if I forgotten that already, that'd be bad. So I never met them. That that picture was taken at the Orpheum. It was the night that they played with Slayer and there was a big fight. Do you remember that story? No. There was, there was a big fight between the Motorhead fans and the Slayer fans. Between the fans, not the bands? No, the fans. There was really? a big Why? fight in the part, like in that, you know that area outside the Orpheum? Yeah, there was a big, there was a, there was a rumble. Why? People I don't know because stupid. Slayer fans think Slayer's better and yeah, Motorhead fans. I don't know that's think, something and so fight you should about. fight about it. And so, even if you win Got the fight, liquored up and had a battle. Even if it's, even if you win the fight, it doesn't change the band's level of awesomeness at all. It does not. That seems weird. Might well, these frustrated hockey fans, right? I guess. Was this off season? There were no hockey games, <laughs> so they had to have a battle. They had to find something to fight about. Okay, you know what? Pick one of the others. Uh, Youth Brigade, Megadeth, um, Murphy's Law. Can Yeah, well, Murphy's Law, the Murphy's Law photo, um, Murphy's Law were always causing trouble. That, that was basically their MO. And um, in this particular photo, um, Jimmy is throwing a pitcher of beer over his head into the crowd. But what I the reason I like this photo is because my band opened the show. <laughs> okay. So I feel some pride because my band opened the show at Lupos. So these are really good photos. 
Thank you. And it's it's like going to the museum, only you don't have to pay. It's it's going to a museum, which is really a living museum of vinyl. It's the it's two very real organic things, photos for real, not digital, and vinyl for real, not fake. Uh, speaking of photography, the uh, you know how they say the camera doesn't lie. The camera always lied because it didn't give you the context, but now the camera lies a lot. Photography is kind of dead to me because everything that anyone posts has been treated with some sort of veneer of hypersaturation. If you go to Google any place and go to Google Images, it all is fake. This weird extra yellow, extra blue kind of look. Nobody posts the real thing, and that's too bad. So the camera lies more than ever. Just wanted to get that out there. It's it's sad. Just like everything else, it's getting more and more fake. And you can say, well, Bradley J., it's just you're getting old. I am getting old, but it is also getting more fake. I want to talk about your awesome club and the related business that goes with it because as a great example of successful entrepreneurship. Again, parents, forget college, the college route. It's, it's bad. It's gonna, it'll ruin everything for you. I have a whole plan that I'll share with you later on how to bring up your kids to avoid college. Sound good? Too late, right? Let's take a break and get uh, more with J.J. Gunson on BZ. What are you talking about? Bradley J. I'm stepping out with my Bradley. Got Jay talking on all night. Jay talking. Lock 1030 on the Bradley BZ Radio. All right. WBZ News Radio 1030. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The dog. Let's see what he has to say. Let's turn into a radio show. It's a beautiful night. Oh, what a night. I love this place at night. Jay talking with Bradley J. There's no wrong in him. WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ. We like to have interesting folks in the first hour, and indeed we have JJ Godson, super interesting person. Cambridge native, went out to Oregon, then came back. How come you went to Oregon? Why'd you come back? How come I, well, which one? Both. Okay. I went because there was no work here. It was the, it was 1990 and uh, there was no, it was just a mess here. There were no jobs and there was work in Oregon. What kind of work did I you mean, find? That sounds, that sounds, that, that was simplifying it enormously. No, that's good. But, that's, that's oh, fun. just restaurant work. 
Okay, there weren't even any restaurant jobs here? It was Maybe you were bored too. Maybe I was just bored. Maybe I just needed to get out of Dodge. But what I couldn't find was I wanted to teach, and I couldn't find a teaching job. And I went there, and I couldn't find a teaching job there either. So. What would you like to teach? Let me I, guess. I, History? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Memory. I had just finished a degree in art teaching. Okay. I got a degree in art education. Okay. Photography, in okay. fact. I wanted to teach photography. And then you came back because you just... I came back because this is where my family is, yeah. and I was going to have I was gonna have a family of my own, and I wanted to be close to my parents. So, about six years ago, you decided to make a go of having an event hall, which yeah. you would, where you would cater, and you would have weddings, et cetera. Yeah. And you took out the... the you rented a place... And that was a little thin, so you decided, you know what, I'm going to rent this out. I should let you tell the story. I'm going to rent this out to people who want to have rock nights, and it will become a club on many nights. And you did. So yeah. fill in the, fill in well, the, that was sort of, the template. That, that was sort of it. I had, a, I had a catering company. I had had a catering company for nine years. It's um, a locavore catering company. We use all local ingredients. Oh, that's farms. why it's called Cuisine and Locale. Cuisine and Locale. And um, we, I, I took the lease on the space because it had a great kitchen in it and also because I thought that we would use it for a lot of weddings and big events like that. And um, a band came to me and asked if they could use the space, if they could pay you know, the fee to use the space. And they brought in a PA and they started playing, and it was like a light went on. We were just like, whoa, this really like, sounds really good. Okay. So, so it's not your standard box no, room kind of no, room. No, it's got the ceiling's kind of a weird shape. Good. And um, and it sounded great. And so we, um, we started allowing other bands to, to book shows there. And over sort of, there was... There was this sort of stage, and I say stage loosely. There was these like pieces of these like wooden boxes covered in carpet that must have been built for something that like were risers. already there. Risers, yeah, exactly. And we turned them into a stage. You we built them, them up and pushed them together and bolted them and turned them into a stage. And when TT's closed, we bought the PA. Ah, from TT's. so you have TT's PA. I do, and oh, and you know what the best part is about that? When I used to shoot shows at TT's, I used to climb on top of that PA. So you have your DNA was already on. So, them. so I already felt like I had. You already a, had squatters' that's rights, right? Kind of exactly, exactly. That's interesting. So TT's is now a club, Sonia. Sonia, and they have a sound system. They. They have a new sound. Got a new they, sound they bought a whole new sound system. So do they reconfigure the room? Because I never liked the room. It was always. Yeah. Sideways. Right. It was it's, always weird. Right. When you walk in now, the stage is in front of you. I'd be interested to go there. And that separation is gone, that, that wall that used to divide. I actually want to go to Chris Ewing, who you, uh -huh. you, you probably know, who's Very been in well. town forever. Yeah. He used to do nights at Man Ray. He does a night at yeah. Sonia. I'm, I'm a giant fan of him. I, he's, he's the king of what he does. Uh -huh. Sort of post-punk, kind of goth, but not totally, like, not total goth. And That's a good he, description. He's the best. He he's really in a band knows with what my people sister. love. He's in a band? With my sister. And then what's the name of the band? The Magnetic Fields. Oh. Has he been in that band for a long time? No. But he was in Future Bible Heroes with her for a long time. And that's the same Stephen Merritt, the same song okay. songwriter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But enough about them because we had limited time. 
And so that you gave at some point you gave your club a name. Yeah. Once. And it's called Once. Once, which is actually an old brand from Cuisine on Locale, which stands for One Night Creative Events. Oh. That's kind of like the, uh, what is it, Amfug or something? In, right, right. Like CBGB's Amfug. That's an, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. It's an acronym. Acronym, that's the word. Man, oh man. Uh, how long has it been called once? Four years. That's great. And now it has a reputation as being the cool place. Thank you. So before it was Catering Place, which sometimes had bands. Now it's Cool Club, which has sometimes catering. Kind which of. has sometimes catering. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. The and catering is next door, and it's really separate. You wouldn't even know it was there. Okay. And what's it look like inside? I've never been, much to my shame. Really? Yes. Oh, it's an old, it's an I, old I saw uh, outside, wedding hall. I looked at it, and I'm like... I'd like to go in there. I think it was crowded or something. For some reason, I didn't go in. Oh, you got to come in. It's got crazy carpets. It looks like a hotel okay. and chandeliers and a big parquet dance floor. Oh, no wonder it's popular. It looks like a it looks like um, like a wedding hall. It's so a wedding you, hall. So you don't book it. So you don't have to worry about that. I don't. Are you not at all involved I in the did. booking? I did. I booked it entirely for the first year. And then um, Porter Productions stepped in and took it over a few years ago, or not took it over, but works with me. Chris Porter and I are friends from way, way, way back. Okay. And um, a lot of Is he a local guy? He's not. He's in Seattle. Well, he used to be local. Because I wonder, because Porter Square and Porterhouse Steak, I don't know if you knew this. I do know this because I'm a food person. Are related. That's right. And maybe he's of the Porterhouse Steak. Maybe he's steak. a Porter. Porters, you got to find that out. I'll, I'll ask I know him. a genealogist if you want to, if he wants to check that out. All right, I, your genealogist could pretty easily figure that out. We'll have to ask him if he's if he's a porter of. Because I can give you that Square. information. He's a friend of the show. That's cool. Okay, I don't and know. Now, who do you have coming up? Well, we have a bunch of stuff coming up because we're booked all the time. And actually, um, I really encourage anybody who's interested in coming to see what's going on to go to oncesomerville.com. Because that's where you can see our whole schedule. Believe but it or not, you, some... you'd, you'd be amazed at how many people do not have computers in this audience. Really? Shocking, but true. So, they, you know, we have to tell them. All right. Well, we'll tell you. So um, this Tuesday, we have an amazing young pop band called Adult Mom, who I like a lot. I'm really excited about them. We do a lot of metal. So um, we have a Lemmy Fest coming You do in. a lot of metal. We do a lot Why of metal. Why is that? Is that because the I booker don't... likes metal? You know, Is it sell or what? Well, so a lot of times we work with promoters who bring shows in. I think that one reason that we do a lot of metal is because there's not a, well, more and more places are doing it now, but there's not that many places that do metal and um, we like it. Like the people that work there like it. So depends on the kind of metal for me. Yeah. Oh, totally. No, that's, that's legit. But we, um, we, we're very, very well insulated. We're very well soundproof. So you're one of the few places that can have a giantly it loud band. It can be bands. really loud. We can have really uh, loud bands. So you really yeah. scored when you got this place. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a like a tribute to Lemmy from Motorhead coming up that's called Lemmy Fest. That's on the 17th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, every month on Monday, I think it's the, the third Monday of every month, we have something called Toddler Billy Takeover, which is a toddler dance party. What's that? It's a free. I mean, dance actual party. toddlers. Yeah, like ch- it's a free dance party for babies. Is there a band? 
Yeah, yeah. There's a band. There's a there's Isn't a it guy too who loud plays toddlers. Not at all. They're Not a soft band. It's it's a guitar. A guy with a guitar. Okay. Yeah, and it's. I was awesome. wondering if they played tiny instruments so that the kids would have this correct. Like that little frame of piano. Right, a toy piano and a toy. Wouldn't that be guitar? And then kids wouldn't care. On June first, we have Kaiju Big Battle which is a full-size wrestling ring with people dressed as kaiju characters. They're anime characters, and they, they wrestle. A, they're big, yeah, puffy monsters. costumes? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, big, puffy costumes. There's no band associated with that, is there? They do have a band. They do have a band that's playing with them, but I don't know who it is. Okay. They always have a band. Give me one more, and then we got to say goodbye. Oh. I know, right? I don't want to say goodbye. Okay, I'll plug Festival. Festival is um, Fuzz-tival. 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 As in fuzz guitar. Exactly. On June 14th and June 15th, it's a really, you get a lot of bang for your buck. There's like 12 bands each day, and they're new underground rock It's so cool. Bands. Have you ever thought, and this is, I just thought of this, so forgive me, a membership to your place? It's a great idea. Of course, all the different promoters that put on the shows would have to be into it. But you can get them. Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Because that way, for a sort of fixed price, you get into everything and maybe a couple perks or something. And everybody wins. Anyone. Anyway. J.J. Gonson, Club Once. Owner of Club Once that we just talked about. Gave you the background. Probably, Probably want to go there just to see it after this spectacular description. And the photographs of a bunch of bands, beautiful photographs, and they're hanging in a nice show at Village Vinyl at 307 Harvard Ave. I've got activities for you. Stop complaining about nothing to do. People say, JJ, they say, well, there's no place to go anymore. And I say, au contraire. You just got to either listen to Jay talking or, you know, get out there. It's not going to come to you. You got to go search it out, just like in the old days. And that's what separates the cool people from the not cool people. Check it out. Get around. Do your research. And for God's sakes, get out and see some live music if you can, even if you have to bring your walker. And there are the photos, JJ's photos at Village Vinyl on Harvard Ave. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.